You're listening to The Recovered Life Show, the show that helps people in recovery live their best recovered lives. And here is your host, Damon Frank. Welcome back to The Recovered Life Show. Today, we're talking about handling uncertainty in life and sobriety. My guest today is Johnny Gathers, a mental health therapist at Hand to Hand Counseling in Pittsburgh, PA. How you doing, Johnny? I'm good, Damon. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Recovered Life Show. Yeah, interesting topic here. Look, we're into 2024, and a lot of people have uncertainty. Not just in not just in uh, people that are in recovery, but everybody, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of a turbulent world out there right now. Are you seeing that people that have uncertainty trying to deal with that whole uncertainty of life? Yeah, it's well, uncertainty is a common, you know, thing that we all go through with me as being a therapist. I work with I work with a wide range of people. So I work with children, I work with teenagers, I work with adults and I work with older adults. So when it comes to working with a vast diaspora of clients, you know, you can see uncertainty in different aspects of life with those individuals. So, you know, start with children. With them matriculating into a next grade, that's a moment of certainty to say, okay, how the next grade is going to be for me. I don't know if I'm going to make friends or not. Um, teenagers, they go through a certainty when they go through different life changes, puberty, um, you know, changes in the aspect of being a teenager. Adults go through the same thing and just figuring out, okay, what is the next step for me in life? If I graduate college, what job career I'm going to have? Um, am I going to start a family? Am I going to have kids? And those different things. And then also with older adults, when you look at uncertainty, it's just figuring out, okay, what should I do next in life to prepare myself for when it's time for me to, you know, transition on in life and everything. If I've achieved everything that I was supposed to achieve throughout my lifespan, or if there's something I lacked out of. So uncertainty goes across the board amongst all of us. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I was having a conversation, Johnny, with my mom, who's in her 70s, and we were talking about AI. Oh, and wow. we were talking about, you know, the whole change that's going on and about how rapid and fast life moves now with the internet and AI and digital. And we were talking about how many times you have to reinvent yourself in your life. And, you know, reinventing yourself brings a lot of uncertainty mm -hmm. and about how now people are going to have to reinvent themselves. Maybe instead of once or twice, you maybe invent yourself in the twenties about what you're going to be. And then you maybe do it again later in life. People are going to have to do this over and over and over again. They were a yoga instructor one day, AI's taken that they're onto something else. Right. Mm -hmm. And in mm -hmm. early recovery, especially, it is all about, with addiction, early recovery, about reinventing yourself. Can you give us some sort of guidelines here about the way to kind of structure, if you're in the middle of this, if you're saying, look, I'm stuck, some businesses are like, Johnny, I'm stuck, and mm -hmm. I need to kind of, I have a lot of uncertainty, and I need to kind of get past that. What are some of the tools as a therapist that you suggest for people that they can help with that transition in that uncertainty. Yeah. So if I'm dealing with a client that's really like stuck on something, first off, I just ask them, say, okay, what are you stuck on? Because there are moments where people are feeling stuck on something that they don't really want to fully acknowledge what they're stuck on. They say, no, nah, it's not a you know a major thing. It's not a problem. But 
in reality, they know that it's a problem, but they don't really want to acknowledge that it's a problem for them. So being able to, you know, acknowledge what you're going through um, to say, okay, this is what caused me to feel stuck in this moment. And then once you acknowledge what's, you know, what's making you stuck, just figure out what are some strategies that can help you to get with being stuck? Because most of the times, whenever we feel stuck on something, we kind of like give up on ourselves. We kind of say, oh, well, this is not working for me. That's not working for me. And that might be, you know, true here and there. But if with the old strategies that you feel like, oh, it's not working for me. Did you try another alternative? Did you try another step with doing this? So I'll say I'm going to give an example for myself. So um, with me, with me, I'm a licensed social worker in Pennsylvania. Uh, it took me nine times to pass the exam to get my license. Um, and there was a moment of uncertainty within myself where I'm like, OK, is this the right career for me? Even though I was doing therapy, I'm. 34 now. I've been doing therapy since I was 23, fresh out of grad school, just doing therapy work and everything. But with me trying to move into the next level of my career, say, okay, I want to be a licensed, you know, professional. I had to get through this exam. And the uncertainty happened where I kept failing, kept failing, kept failing, kept failing. And I'm like, all right, I'm trying this study guide. I'm trying this web, you know, this um, prep course. I'm trying they're reaching out to my former professors and they doing boot camp trainers with me and everything. But then I still can't hit the mark, still can't hit the mark. So, you know, in that moment, I question myself. I'm like, oh, is this the right career for me? Is this the right pathway for me? And that's a moment of when you hit uncertainty, when you're like, all right, I tried this thing, tried that thing, but it's not working. But in reality, it's just really looking at the different alternatives that's out there for you to be able to push you out of that uncertainty. And once you acknowledge that, yeah, you're stuck on something and yeah, you notice that you try different things, but is there other alternatives that you can use to get you to where you need to be? So within my aspect, I, you know, tried another alternative. I looked at another website, which I was like, I don't want to look at another website, but I ended up doing it and it worked in my benefit. It helped me out to for me to be able to get my license and everything. So, you know, just acknowledging that you're stuck on something, figuring out what alternatives, what solutions that you already did that didn't work, but also seeing that there's other alternatives to get through it. But uh, another aspect of it as well, when it comes to uncertainty, it's just noticing, you know, you can't give up on, you know, can't give up on yourself and you can't give up on, you know, certain things that you actually want to accomplish. Yeah, there will be some hurdles. There will be some life crossroads and, you know, in your path and everything. But as long as you stick to what you want to get, you know, get through and you want to complete within your journey, you know, that's, you know, that's how you could, um, you know, get through it. That's a, that's a great story. And I love, you know, how you persevered through that. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned is that I always tell people that if you're if you're in sobriety and you've been able to stay physically sober, right? Mm -hmm. You understand what uncertainty is. And you know, I remember you you talked a little bit about fear and doubt and worry. It's like which is the cornerstone of early sobriety, even yeah. later sobriety. So it's like fear, doubt, worry. I've got all of these all the time. And I remember there was a demarcation in my life where I said, "You know what?" Everybody, to, you know, and th this guy told me, he says, you know, who who said that you were supposed to avoid uncertainty? 
Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you just embrace uncertainty? Because you know that one thing about uncertainty is it's going to bring something. And looking back on my life, the bigger parts of uncertainty always brought better change. It always brought something in my benefit. So I made a decision, a conscious decision to say, you know what? I'm okay living in uncertainty. Not that I seek it out, but I do kind of pursue things that put me in there a little uncomfortable. It's okay for me. I rewrote the script. It's okay for me to live in the unknown. It's not going to, it's not going to kill me. It's not going to. And typically I realize there's something that's better on the other side. Can you talk a little bit about that fear? Because I think people are just afraid like you were. It's like, okay, well, I'm just afraid people are afraid, especially in recovery. I say stuck in the church basement. Mm-hmm. They just get stuck. It's like, okay, now I'm physically sober, but I'm afraid. I don't want to do anything because I might fail. Mm-hmm. And I think the aspect of being afraid of something because it's that aspect that we want things to be perfect. But in reality, we have to realize that things is not going to be perfect. So for me, what I was going through, like the experience of me getting this license, I thought that I was going to pass on the first try because I was studying hard. I was, you know, you know, using all the resources that I can. But then when that failure aspect happened, it kind of pushed me down. And, you know, it kind of led me to being fearful of saying that, okay, is this going to happen again the next time I take this test again? And that's a, you know, that's a normal feeling that we all go through. We just wonder, okay, is this going to happen next? Or it's just going to continue happening um, within, you know, within ourselves. But this is a moment where we got to say to ourselves that things is not going to be perfect. Things is not going to happen on the first try. But you can't, you know, you can't just, you know, give up on it because it's not happening, you know, on the first try. But then also with the perfection, well, also with the aspect of not, you know, looking at the aspect of things of being perfect, you can also see within yourself that you're not alone in this because, I know within my journey of going through the experience of trying to get licensed and everything, I learned that there was other people that was just like me that went through the same hurdles of trying to pass the exam or try to get through um, the certain aspects of trying to get to pass the exam and stuff. So, you know, uncertainty actually can be a moment where it will push you to noticing that one, you're not alone, but also push you to see where, how far you could come out of it. For all of you Recovered Life Show listeners who've battled in sobriety and are ready to level up, listen up. I'm offering a week of my accountability coaching absolutely free. This isn't just about day-to-day survival. It's about aggressively propelling your life forward. Whether you're new to sobriety or have been sober for years and are struggling to elevate your life, I'm going to be your partner for a week and help you get on track and start living the recovered life you deserve. We're not just talking about setting goals here. We're going to pursue real, tangible breakthroughs in your personal and business life. This is more than recovery. It's about owning your path and seizing the greatness you're destined for. But hurry, spaces are limited. Don't wait. Go to DamonFrank.com and claim your free week and start your journey. It's time to transform survival into thriving. Visit DamonFrank.com and book your free week now.
we're in 2024 now. It's a new year. People are starting to set goals. Many people are at a crossroads, right? Like they're going, yeah. we talked about AI. They're going from one career to another career. Um, I know you deal with a lot of teens too, right? Mm -hmm. And there's people who are in, you know, in the recovered life community that, you know, have teenagers and they're going through a lot with COVID. I know I had a teen during COVID and that was, so, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, what is the best way when you feel that you're at a crossroads not to make a wrong decision? Because I think that's part of the fear, Johnny, is that mm -hmm. people say, you know what, if I make a decision, if it's the wrong decision, now I've screwed everything up, right? So how, is, is there a process that you go through as a therapist when you're talking with people about kind of how to structure making a right decision as opposed to an impulsive decision? Yeah. So, and surprisingly, I actually just um, did this with some of my teens uh, as well, just talking to them about the decision-making process, because most of the times teenagers, they act out or, you know, respond to certain things based on an event and they have a reaction and then they just do the behavior to say, all right, I'm going to make the decision because this is how I feel uh, and this is what I'm thinking. But I had to explain to them, no, that's not the way that you got to do it, because easily when we do things, we act on impulse. But what you have to do is really take your time to make a decision. So I had taught my teams the actual decision making steps and everything. So firstly, you know, identify what the problem is, identify what your options are based on the decision that you want to make with those options, decide on what the pros and cons are within each option. Once you know the pros and cons of each option, then you make your decision of what you see fit. And then once you see fit, put it into action. And then after you put it into action, evaluate it to see if this was a good decision that you made and if, this is a bad, if it was a bad decision that you made. But in the sense, even if it's a bad decision, you got to be able to give yourself gratitude. You got to be thankful to say, OK, at least I made a decision. And it could be, yeah, it might have been a good decision or it might have been a bad decision, but you got to be thankful that you made the decision. And if it is a bad decision, you can say that, OK, despite of it being a bad decision, I can learn from it and grow from it the next time this was to happen, this experience or situation was to happen again. Yeah, you know, there's a, a saying that we always say in recovery, feelings are not facts. Right. And I think a lot of the time, you know, well, we could make a right decision but not feel good about it, or mm -hmm. we can make a wrong decision and feel good about it, right? Like, right. So I think making decisions based on feelings, I always say for the most part, not everything in life, but most part is a recipe for disaster. If I look back and it was just like, you know, because I have a lot, of, like everybody has a lot of feelings, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think everybody thinks that they're so terminally unique. Like, well, I had this feeling. Well, I a lot of people have the feel uh, feelings, right? Right. I, I think it's the persistent feeling over and over and over that's really what you have to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. You know, not being a therapist or le like you, but that per those persistent feelings that are not really helping you in your life that that tend to be a a an issue. What what about people who are overwhelmed by feelings, um, and they they find it hard to see the forest from the trees, right? Yeah. What do you tell people who are that? They're just overwhelmed by their feelings. So the thing I normally do with individuals that are overwhelmed by their feelings, 
I actually break down the feeling with them to say, okay, why do you feel this feeling and stuff? And most of the times when they are able to break down that particular feeling, they actually realize that that's not the feeling that they really had all along. It might be something else. So for an example, um, you know, say if I'm meeting a client and they say, you know what? I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm depressed. And I'm like, okay, tell me why you feel depressed. What are some things that is letting you know that you are depressed? And then once you go break it down to the different experiences or, you know, the different um, situations that they've been through, some things that impacted their lives and such. But when you break it all down, you be like, no, you're not depressed. Really? You're anxious because you had a lot of stuff happening all at once. And you said that, okay, you have a hard time sleeping. You are, you know, you overly excited about something because something's, you know, supposed to happen and you're looking forward to this moment happening. So you're not depressed. You are, you know, you have, you know, anxiety. You, you're anxious about something. You're looking forward to something happening. You don't know what to expect to happen and stuff. And that's what I do with clients when they had those overwhelming feelings where I break down those feelings to see if that's the feeling that they're really feeling or if it's something else that's masking that feeling. I love and I, that. I, I and love it that. actually, and like I said, it actually goes back to what I had said earlier that we have to, whenever individuals are uncertain about certain things that they have to accept what they are uncertain about because most people want to brush it under the rug. It's that aspect of that denial where they say, I don't want to, you know, feel this way. So let me put it in, say it's this way. But really, in reality, it's another, you know, another feeling. Let, let's let, let's talk about this, the, the resistant thing that you just said, because mm -hmm. this is, I think, a big thing with people in recovery. And I know it was for me is like, I know a lot of people, they'll come into recovery. They know they've got an addiction problem. Maybe they've suffered from an addiction problem their whole life. But now they've come in, right? And, and they now know deep down inside, like, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to have to make these changes. I'm going to have to do the work, right? But, they're, but they have resistance because they, they're not in acceptance. And I think acceptance is such a big, um, you know, clarity and acceptance seem to be the such big game changers in life. Um. What is the what is what is the process to start becoming? And there might not even be a process, right? Mm -hmm. But what can we talk a little bit about that acceptance part of it? Because I think it's such a it's such a game changer. You don't have to agree, right? Because I think a lot of people feel like, well, I'm just going to be happy now because this is the situation that I'm in, mm -hmm. right? But that's not it at all with acceptance, is it? It's not. No, it's not at all. And the aspects of acceptance. And I could say that, you know, and we all go through this uh, when it comes to like feeling accepted. We always rely on the society norm and standard of how we should do things. But in actuality, we really supposed to focus on the things within ourselves. What do we do? Like what makes us feel good? What makes us feel unique? What makes us feel complete? And everything and not rely on, you know, society standards and norms of how you're supposed to feel, how you're supposed to behave, how you're supposed to act, because all of us is different. All of us is different. But in, you know, the aspect of acceptance, really, um, first off, you really have to accept yourself. It starts with you first, um, because if you want someone else to accept you as an individual, 
you got to be able to know what your likes are, what your dislikes are, what your strengths, what your weaknesses, being able to be in tune with yourself. And then once you are in tune with yourself, when it comes to interacting with different groups um, and different individuals, you would see what you are attracted to and what, you know, that you feel like, okay, this is my, you know, this is my niche. This is my kind of people that I actually want to interact and connect with because I already found that sense of, you know, of those different aspects and things within myself. So, you know, with that acceptance piece, it's more so of just finding more things within yourself that you could say, okay, I accept this within myself. And then if you see other people that had the same, you know, things with that you can relate to, then that could be a moment where you could say, okay, I can, you know, be a part of that group because they are just like me. Yeah, I, I, I love that. You know, I know in my own life, Johnny, you know, there's been times where I've been very upset because I feel like there's a lot of uncertainty and crossroads. And it was ultimately that I felt like I wasn't getting what I needed or wanted. But in reality, I didn't know what I really needed or wanted, right? And that was really where the anxiety was coming from is not really knowing, right? Like, yeah. um, and and I, you know, I've become comfortable in my life is that there's some things that I'm just not going to know right away. Mm-hmm. Like it, it might come to me later. I might not have the answer to it. Um, you know, in closing here, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to this, Johnny, and they're saying, you know what? Yeah. Jo- you, you don't understand Damon and Johnny. I'm at a major <laughs> crossroads. Like everything in my life is blowing up. It wasn't what I expected it to be. This isn't what I had planned in my life. And now here I am. What would be your advice to people who are just totally overwhelmed and they're saying, you know what, Johnny, like, you don't understand, like, I'm terminally unique. I'm not going to be able to get through this one. There's just way too much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, the advice that I would give with someone that feels like they are totally uncertain on what is going on, um, the main thing is basically relying on your support system. So that could be your family, your friends, um, in any way to just have an outlet to say, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move forward with this. Can you give me some advice? Can you give me some, you know, support and, you know, motivation? Because when things, you know, don't go the way it seems, we could easily go to our support system first. Instead of like saying, okay, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I'm stuck, uh, and holding things in, it's okay to, you know, talk to somebody to get like some extra, you know, feedback, some extra advice of actual, you know, wisdom and everything. And then if you feel like you're not getting it from your support system, that's when you could take it a next step further to, you know, getting like professional help and such. So maybe you just start within your inner network of how to get through certain things. And I'll say this, um, we, like I said before, we all been through a moment of uncertainty. Look what we just went through. We went through the pandemic. Uh, within the pandemic, all of us was uncertain of what was going to be next, what was going to happen. Some of us within the pandemic had to work from home, had to adjust with that. Some of us got furloughed from jobs and everything and had to adjust from that. Some of us had to adjust with, you know, getting vaccinated or not. You know, we had to adjust from that and those different things. But we're look at where we are now. We're still here. We're still present and everything. And that just goes to show 
within that aspect of uncertainty, even though we was at that moment of the pandemic, we got, you know, quarantined, had to do all this, then the third, the best thing to do was still contact your support people, calling them, checking up, checking on them, asking for support, asking for advice, um, you know, talking to friends, all those different things. But then, like I said before, if it's needed to take it a step further, don't be afraid to, you know, ask for help, ask for professional help and everything. But also another thing I want to say with this advice aspect when it comes to uncertainty is to just never give up. Never give up on yourself because you don't know what lies ahead for, you know, lies ahead for you in your journey. Tony. This is great. G really great advice. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. We're going to put links on how you can get in touch with Johnny, uh, some information about hand-to-hand -hand canceling uh, the business in Pittsburgh in the show notes. So, guys, you can click on that and access it there. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Damon. That, what a nice way to begin to hear. <laughs> exactly. Happy to hear. Sometimes addiction recovery can be a lonely battle, but you don't have to fight it alone. At Recovered Life, we're dedicated to helping you live your best recovered life. And that's why we're inviting you to subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. Every week, we carefully curate exclusive content from leading minds in addiction recovery, mental health, and all things important to the recovery lifestyle. Stay in the know with the latest news about addiction and get exclusive invitations to specially recovery-focused events and explore insights tailored to support recovery from alcoholism, drug addiction, codependency, disordered eating, dysfunctional family dynamics, gambling, and so much more. With our newsletter, each week becomes an opportunity for growth, healing, and taking a step closer to the life you deserve. Take your first step towards a brighter future today. Go to recoveredlife.us and subscribe for free. Sign up now at recoveredlife.us.